It's Cassie and Henry. Hello. Bonjour. Welcome, Welcome to, to Butler's, Butler's podcast. podcast. Today we are going to be discussing Beaujolais. Yes, <laughs> that's very exciting. Uh, Beaujolais is a place in France that generally makes low tannin fruity red wines. These are made from the Gamay grape variety and they tend to be labelled with the place that they come from rather than the grape. Well, do you agree? <laughs> do I agree? I thought it was in a school lesson there. Well, that's quite good then. Yes, it, yes, partly correct, I would say. Um, partly. Beaujolais is a place in southern Burgundy, so you travel down the Burgundy region from Chablis in the north through the Côte de Nuit, Côte de Beaune, where you find wines such as Nuit Saint-Georges, Gervais Champetain, Mercer, Pouline Montrachet. And then once you come out the other end, heading towards the Rhone Valley, you, it, it all spreads out and you get into the Beaujolais area, um, which is a great, great area for making wine, in my opinion. Have you been there? I have been there, yes. Oh. I've cycled through it. <laughs> you visited you. all of the t- different crew appellations. Well, I did, I did visit some, yes. That surprised you again. Okay, so let's talk about how the region is divided into appellations which are different places for making the different wines of Beaujolais. Is that a question? Well, I'm trying to discuss it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just put a question mark intonation. There are are Beaujolais wines. There are Beaujolais wines which are from the 96 different villages called Beaujolais. Yes? Okay. Which is sort of basic Beaujolais wine. Okay, yes, you're telling me, aren't you? So that would be if you picked up a bottle of wine in a, a French... Um, supermarket or in a little shop and it just said Beaujolais on it said nothing else no other words that would be a wine where they could blend the fruit from all over the big region of Beaujolais okay okay and then what about Beaujolais Village Beaujolais Village I believe but you'll no doubt correct me can come from 36 9 38 9 39 <laughs> sites um, this one here says 36 that I'm drinking at the moment. So these are, um, it would be it like... It 38. Yes, well, that's what I just said. But I can't see it very well, so sixes become like eights. So this would be like comparing big Beaujolais, like normal Beaujolais from all of the vineyard areas would be non-league football. Suddenly we're into the league football. So these are the better sites, the better um, quality fruit um, but Beaujolais Village would still be a blend of multiple sites. And then Crew Beaujolais. This would be like Champions League. So these are the top 10 villages um, which consistently produce the best quality fruit, which is most concentrated. So it would be they'd have the correct facing hillsides. They get the right amount of sun and drainage. The soils would be complex and they would make... They're wines from less fruit, so smaller yields, which would mean that the the juice is more concentrated and less diluted. So an example of this would be Fleury or Moulin Avant or Julienard. Okay, we'll move, we'll move on to those. So this would sort of explain the price difference when you're looking at buying Beaujolais as well. So you'd expect to pay a lot less for a Beaujolais than you would for a Cru Beaujolais. Yes, and it can be quite um, um, complicated because on the Fleury 
uh, wine label, if you picked up a, a flurry from a shop, the, the big word and the main word that you see and focus on is flurry. It's quite hard to see the word Beaujolais, whereas basic Beaujolais, it's all loud and proud and um, you see that word. So it's quite easy to understand. But Beaujolais, um, cheap Beaujolais is, is whatever it is. I don't know what it's over here, seven ninety nine, six ninety nine, something like that. Um, and, and there's a reason for it because that's made in vast quantities out of diluted fruit, which is okay probably, but it's a little bit thin and, and insipid, sometimes a bit sharp. And then when you go up to the quality end, then that will be much deeper, more concentrated, more complex, more velvety, and just a lot more enjoyable. And the Beaujolais crew, they refer to the, the place, the entire place, rather than a particular vineyard site. Yes, so if you went to one called Brewery, say, that's a, that's a place, and there are lots of different producers within the, the village or the area of Brewery. All will have, some will have like two or three rows of vines, some might have a whole vineyard, but there will be multiple producers, and they'll be able, all of those producers within Brewery, if they make their wine from the fruits from that place, they can put Brewery on their label, which is a crew Beaujolais. But some of the producers there might not be bothered. They might just be making wine because their family's always made it. And some will be making it because they want to make the very best Brewery that can be made. Um, so you have to be a little bit careful. Okay, and then if we're going through the 10 crew Beaujolais, because we, we don't actually happen to sell any Beaujolais, we do have some Beaujolais Village, and we probably have all of the crew Beaujolais from different producers. So Yes, so what you're saying is we don't bo tend to bother with the basic thin and insipid end of things, well, the malt yes. <laughs> mass-produced stuff. We want the better quality ones. Yes. The better quality wines from the place of Beaujolais. And if you are a customer and you're looking to buy a particular style of Beaujolais and you don't know where to go, how do we break it down into an easier format for people to understand? So in the 10 crew villages, what are the lighter styles and what are the richer styles? Okay, the richest styles are um, Moulin Avant, Morgan, and Cote de Brouille. And Julien are really, in my opinion, um, I, I offer my opinion because I've recently tasted about 180 Beaujolais. So I've done my Is that last up. night? Oh, cheeky girl. <laughs> I was out. Yes, I'm cutting back. <laughs> um, they, they, they're quite firm. They have a little bit of tannin, like a bit of grip, a bit of structure to them. They're quite meaty, but also have good fruit as well. And those um, are wines that you could age from the Beaujolais village. Yeah, they are wines. So lots of people say you can't, you have to drink Beaujolais really young. That's just the day-to-day the -day crap. That's the everyday <laughs> stuff like Beaujolais, Beaujolais Nouveau and just the... The lesser wines from this area, you drink those quite quickly. But proper wines from proper producers, they will age 5, 10, 15 years. If okay, you so lighter-bodied, Cherubla. Yeah. Red, Regni. Is that how you say it? Renier. Renier, that one. Yeah. Looks like Regni. Reggie. Reggie Beaujolais. <laughs> and then for a medium, if, if you want dog, something... We could call him Reggie Beaujolais. <laughs> my Reggie grand, Beaujolais, my get here. My granddad was called Reg. Was he? Yeah. Did he like Beaujolais? Probably. Why are we talking about Beaujolais, actually, by the way? I think We've cut out, we cut out the medium bodied here. So Santa Amour, so Fleury and Cote de Brouille. Santa Amour people buy because it's the, the scent love. of love. Um, but I find them a little bit disappointing sometimes. Fleury, they're very floral, but um, very aromatic. But they can be quite 
are getting quite firm, so you need to uh, pick and choose wisely. But there are some lovely examples out there, the really sort of silky smooth wines. Okay, and you've mentioned Beaujolais Nouveau. Quickly touch on that. What is it? Why does it exist? And why don't you sell it? Um, it's a wine that, that um, has been made sort of since the 1930s. Uh, there's a big producer in, Bo- in Beaujolais, who, if you go there, it's almost like visiting Disney, um, called Georges de Boeuf. He's a big producer, makes lots of different Beaujolais, and he, he started this little craze of how quickly could you get a, make a Beaujolais and get it into the restaurants in Paris. And then that got extended to how quickly could you, um, once it was made, get it back to London for breakfast or get it to America. Uh, on the, the the plus side of Beaujolais Nouveau, it has in the past raised a lot of money for um, hospices in France, um, but on the the bad side, it's it's you're making wine as as humanly as, as quick as humanly possible, and then selling it as quickly as possible. So the the grapes have barely touched the tanks, and they're into the bottle, and then they're away. And it's sold on the third Thursday of every November. And you probably um, chill the hell out of it. Just to get it down. Just to, to <laughs> mask the flavours and drink it as quickly so as possible. So you clearly don't sell it because you don't like it, generally. No, it, it just, there's just not so much of a the, market. Or the we quality sell it all the time. doesn't live up to the expectation. There are some examples that are very good, but uh, mostly it's a gimmick now. And people, the novelty we find is, is worn off and it's not a wine that we want to be sitting on the shelves the following year because it's not going to particularly improve um, another thing that you come across quite often when Beaujolais is being discussed which we can touch on briefly is carbonic maceration yeah okay so could you tell us quickly what carbonic maceration is and why it's associated with the wines of Beaujolais quickly you mean 45 minutes no so I don't I mean like lectures, 30 seconds sit down and get comfortable <laughs> um yeah carb- Beaujolais wines are slightly different to others and they're it's not unique to Beaujolais but lots of Beaujolais make their wine like this where it's they use a process called carbonic maceration so you put whole bunches um whole grapes into a tank and get rid of all the oxidant oxygen and there's a there's a separate tiny little fermentation process that happens within the grapes um and then they gradually break down and then the normal fermentation happens where which is where you've got sugar from the fruit and yeast um in the wild yeast in the vineyards the the yeast eats the sugar and turns it into wine but that first little stage gives the uh, Beaujolais wines this very fruity character. It softens the tannins and the acidity. And sometimes you get a a slight sort of bubblegummy aroma. And this is part of the carbonic maceration How do you know if wines have gone through carbonic maceration? Uh, Or you just, you have to ask someone or know the producer? But but again, if if you get this really sort of soft, juicy, fruity style of wine with that bubblegummy note then that's often associated with, with carbonic maceration. So, so something the, like the, the Piv ones that we sell. The Piv one, that which is, is partly the Piv one, which is Peony in, is in, peony. in actual French, actual. Um, it's yeah, got a great label as well. Great label, and that has that sort of aroma to it, and that's very soft and fruity. But there are also there are other wines around the world that use partly that maceration process, that carbonic maceration, and partly normal fermentation to get the best of both worlds. But things like Malbec, we've got a Malbec, Pablo 
um, Malbec from Argentina, they use carbonic maceration. Some, some light, fruity Riocas, they use carbonic maceration. And some of these wines, I would suggest, I don't know if you agree, that are best served slightly chilled. I would say so, yes. Um, it just sort of hi- helps to highlight the fruitiness, I think, and makes the, it's a wine that should be served. It's, it's, it's quite a refreshing style of wine, so a little bit of chill, like 10 or 20 minutes in the fridge, um, I think enhances that and makes it a, an easier ride. Because this sort of wine that I'm drinking at the moment, the Beaujolais Village, the, the producer recommends that you would serve that with seared tuna, which I think mm, would nice. be really nice. And, and so That'd if you're be lovely fish, chilled in your mind you would normally maybe have a chilled white wine so why not have a slightly chilled red wine then you're uplifted and are there any producers in particular that you really like my favorite at the moment is Tivan who makes um, some Cote de Brewery and, and Brewery um, I think they're, they're gorgeous and we've got quite a few different ones mm. from them uh, there are lots of producers and, and we try different ones all of the time and rotate them. But I think... And we've got things from classic styles to natural Beaujolais. Yeah, yeah, we have the, the Guy Breton ones. They have a slight haze, they're unfiltered. Funky. Put a bit of funk in there, but lovely juicy wines. I think the main issue is that people um, in the past have maligned the wines from, from Beaujolais because they, they think they're going to be really disappointing and sour and sharp. But, and they were a lot of the time, but now people are really focusing on the quality end of Beaujolais wines, and, and I think they're great because you and can we've, them um, on their own. We've and got a huge food. range, um, and they tend to offer something that Magnums. is an alternative to Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. and people know Pinot Noir. They don't tend to know the Gamay grape so well. I'm just drinking some at the moment. Sorry about that. Well, I think that's established already. Oh, oh. Um, one last question. Do they make white wines and rosé in Beaujolais? They do, in very small quantities. Yes, they do, Cassie, yes. They make a they make a rosé out of the same grape variety, the Gamay. So you just press it very lightly. It comes in, in various hues of pink, depending on what you want We've to achieve. We've got a really nice one from Tivan. Well, you have got a rosé. It's delicious. Yes, that's a good spot in a nice uh, mm-hmm. frosted bottle. Very pale pink, that one, very elegant. And the whites are generally made, or quite often made, from the Chardonnay grape variety. I tried a few a little while ago and, and they were okay, but I, I prefer We've the We've got reds. Chardonnay from other places that we might prefer. We prefer, we do. Okay, and why are we discussing Beaujolais? Because we've got a tasting coming up in the shop, in the Queen's Park Road shop, which is in Brighton. It's on Wednesday the 13th of November. There are tickets still available on the Butler's website. Um, we'll be tasting six different ones, I think. Yeah, we'll try some Beaujolais Village and Crew Beaujolais. I say tasting more drinking. drinking. It will be fun. Bomb dear. There will not be any food, there will just be wine. Excellent. But book tickets via our website and please come and join us. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you later tomorrow.